storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. I should have thought of an intro for this part. <laughs> the part when you, right when you start seeing your part, Ryan, I was like, oh man, what am I going to say to intro into this? But I got nothing. So Ryan, how are you? And what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm feeling like this past couple weeks have been feeling a little more stable. Mm. The weather's getting a little warmer and everything's getting all muddy and, and wonderful. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I've been playing bits and bobs here and there. Me and our friend Dave have been playing Grounded, which is like a survival game where you're shrunk in a backyard. And mm-hmm. that's very fun, like trying to fight ladybugs and running away from spiders and getting very, very scared. Ugh. And because the spiders are like giant and they spook around at night. But it's very fun. It's very fun <laughs> to like cut down a blade of grass. It collapses. And then you got, use that to like build a fence. It's like and, and grow mushrooms. And it's it's a very fun survival game. If you're into survival cool. games, it's got this really cool theme to it. And they're constantly adding more stuff. So that's been really fun. Mm. I finished Horizon Forbidden West at about wow. 90 hours. So Dang. it's pretty pretty decent bang for your buck i didn't do everything i platinumed it but i didn't do like every wow. single thing just because like the upgrades get very expensive and i was like a little bit overpowered by the end if they do a new game plus maybe but um, i felt like pretty satisfied with the amount of time stuff i got out of it it was really wonderful um, really fun and then i've been after i finished horizon i finished horizon probably on wednesday or thursday i started playing destiny witch queen the new expansion um they just this weekend did the raid the yesterday was the race to be the first and then after the raid was over a bunch of new missions unlocked and there's a new area that opened so that's always very cool and like there's like an event in game that leads to even though i didn't participate in the raid i get some cool stuff and i get to like the world changes after that, so that was really fun. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that was really cool. Is it is it still in the same way like from forever ago with Destiny that like it was like a it was like a race for like all the big like groups of people that were banded together to beat the raids first? Like, is that still a thing? Like, yeah, like, yeah. You know? So okay. you get there's these like big raid groups, and there's like now since we've, they've been doing this for like years and years, there's like these groups that always do it. Dado, who's a really famous um, YouTuber on Destiny, he has a team, and there's another team who I, I've never heard of them, but effectively last year a team came in first dado's team finished the raid five minutes later it was like it's like 12 hours or something silly like that because going in blind you have to figure out these like really weird and buckwild mechanics and then this year the same team who won last year came in first and dado's team finished five minutes later again so it's it's it was it's really intense to watch and it's, it's always really fun even though like I try not to watch too much because I don't want to spoil the raid for myself. Mm-hmm. But there, it's always really cool just to see um, the excitement and the buzz around on social media about like, oh, they just finished the first encounter and now they're moving on to the second. This person's still working through the first encounter. It's oh. just really, really interesting to see almost like a sport to see how people are making it through these things. And they've made it easier to prepare, which is really cool. So um, it was it was an exciting, exciting time this weekend as that was happening and, and seeing that unfold and... And then I haven't done the new mission yet, but there's, like, a new mission that lets me go into the raid area and, like, explore it, even though I, I probably won't be able to do the raid for a very long time just because it's hard to get six people, and it's usually strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's, 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 uh, it's exciting times. That's so cool. I love that it's still yeah. a thing for yeah. people to enjoy Destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very it's, cool. It's, it's very cool. It's still, like... Even though I have been keeping up with it pretty well, it's still overwhelming. Like, I cannot imagine a new player jumping in. And they, they did an okay job onboarding, but it is just, it's just so much. And there's so much FOMO there that it's, it's just hard. Um, but Eric, how are you? And what have you been playing? I'm pretty okay. Work's still... I don't know, man. Work is just 
hard. <laughs> work is rough. Uh, I'm sure many people feel that way. So if you are out there and you are struggling at your job, just know that I also am and I sympathize with you. I support you in your, in your, in your rough endeavors at work. It's never easy, it feels like. But besides that, I'm trying not to even think about that, right? Something for, something for myself I'm working on is that if I'm off the clock, I need to stay off the clock. Like if I'm not getting paid for something, I need to not think about it. So like that's something that I'm working on. It's very, very hard, but it is doable. And video games are fantastic to help. And actually, uh, on Friday, Thursday... Thursday. I had a real, real rough day. So I need to escape reality for a while. And I finally got to throw on Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus? Yeah. Yes. Arceus. Arceus. Ar- I don't know. Pokemon Legends. I know. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I should have figured it out. I always call it Pokemon Legends. I always forget that the Arceus is, is in the name. But yeah. I finally threw it on. And it was a lot of fun. It's like, it's Good. like Breath of the Wilds. But with Pokemon, it feels so. It feels weird to me though. I think I think in the oil on the private maybe thinks this way, but it just feels really weird. Like so, you get a Pokedex, right? But it's a book because it's like early in time, the ancient like, times, ancient yeah. times, yeah. yeah. And like you have to catch like twenty five of each Pokemon, and you have to battle certain numbers of Pokemon, and you have to use certain moves against these Pokemon. And that's all. That's all well and good. That that adds to like the value of keep you know playing this game with all these Pokemon in it. But it just feels really gross sometimes. <laughs> I'm just going around to these Pokemon who are just minding their own business, trying to live their lives. I just capture them and take them from their homes. And I'm doing it in <laughs> waves of them. You know, like yeah. there's nothing stopping me from just taking out all these Pokemon. And there's nothing any of them can really do about it. They try to battle, but then my Pokemon are stronger. So then I just, yeah. you know, I, I just capture them. Like it's it's kind of feels like a genocide of like a species in a sense. Like yeah, it just feels like and, and you know and but of course obviously it's a game. They just respond. It's not a huge deal, but it just feels like it's a bad, a bad thing. Yeah. That being said, Eric, this is this game takes place before all the other Pokemon games, right? Yes. And there's Pokemon yeah. in this game that then don't show up in later games. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there is an argument to say that maybe <laughs> you have wiped them out, and then Pokemon Red and Blue, when they're no longer there, it's because they've been wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think I think from what I understand. So I I like Pokemon a lot, but I don't yeah. like love it until you fully understand the lore. I'm pretty right. sure this one takes place where Diamond and Pearl takes place. So it's not oh, like okay. Pokemon. It's not Kanto region, which is Pokemon Blue and Red. Right, right, right. Um, so I think that's why it's a little different, mm-hmm. but still, I think the point remains the same. Like it just feels really <laughs> gross. Yeah, like you just yeah. like there's nothing stopping you. It's almost like a but the game tries really hard to make you understand. Like we are just researching these Pokemon. We just want to understand these Pokemon, but then it goes capture 25 of them <laughs> and yeah. bring them here like basically kidnapping these pokemon yeah. it just feels really like like sometimes like the pokemon like will get angry that you're near and they come to fight you because they're wild pokemon which makes sense and sometimes they'll gang up on you so it feels really bad then that you're using you're forcing pokemon you've already caught to attack pokemon they're just trying to defend themselves or like have you stay away from them to then capture them and force them away from them so really when you break it down like that it's kind of disturbing and i don't know if i want to play it anymore but I think I will keep playing because <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, <laughs> I just try to take that aspect away from it, yeah. and yeah, which I'm sure many people do in real life situations as well, which is also a huge yeah. problem. I, there's really no justifying this. The more I talk about it, <laughs> it just feels grosser. <laughs> it just feels really gross. Grosser is not a word. I don't think is it. Is grosser a word? Uh, I don't. Grosser is a word. Grosser is a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gro- grosser. More grosser gross. with a C. Like I'm gonna go to the the, the gross. The, that person's a grosser. Gross is a grosser. 
Yeah, they're Gro- grocer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they work. They work at a grocery store. They're a grocer, of course. They're a grocer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a poor name for someone who's so important. You know. Yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. Fair yeah. Important. Anyway, so yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Legends. <laughs> ten out of ten. Go buy it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's yeah. I really. It, it, it feels so... I don't know. The more I think about it, the more, like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just feels very uh, old-fashioned. Like, you get to pick your person, but you really can't customize them a whole lot until probably later in the game, I imagine. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but they're like... All the pronouns are like he, her, and all different, and it feels weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If, the point... I, I don't know, just, it all feels kind of like our, uh, archaic in a sense that you're going around and just capturing all these Pokemon and just feels so and they all look the same they all do the same things not, it just feels so kind of like I don't know what's the point why can't we just understand that these Pokemon don't want to be interacted with and we leave them alone like why do we have to capture them and why do we have to say that like what gives them the right but now I'm kind of going off in weird vegan territory here <laughs> so I guess I'll occur, turn around before other people leave the podcast <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh, diverging from that topic I just want to say uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed our last episode of Sifu we worked really hard on it. I thought it turned out really good. So hopefully that went really well for everyone and they enjoyed it. Please send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. Let us know what you think about the episodes we covered. Uh, and we'll send you a Tales from the Cartridge sticker. It looks awesome. And we'll also share your perspective, your thoughts or your feelings, on the show in a future episode, which would be fantastic. We'd, ha- we'd happily do that. And today's a, a great day for our episode and the, and the top we're going to cover because I feel like this topic is one that people love. So if there is one that we don't cover this category that you want to send us in to cover in a future episode, that'd be great. Wow, made that really confusing. But Ryan, just so I can stop talking, <laughs> would you like to tell the story girls what our episode is today? I'd love to. So this episode, this is something we've kind of talked about a couple times. And I even thought, think when we like were first writing scripts, we thought maybe we'd have a section for these things for each game, but it just it just didn't quite work out because there's only so much time in, in our lives. Um, so this episode, we're going to focus on fan theories um, from various games. Um, this is a really big part, if you're not aware, this is a really big part of, of what makes games sometimes interesting or how you engage communities is you have these fan theories. Like, a really good, you know, modern day example of this would be like Elden Ring, right? It's a huge game and it doesn't really tell you anything. So there's like entire groups of people online now dedicated to figuring out like what time of day you have to talk to this person and how many times you have to talk to them before you go to this other person, right? It's it's all about figuring those things out and that's something that in the larger scope of games happens and these theories evolve about um, how, what what is the actual meaning behind these things or why, why what are we, you know... Uh, what's the word? Uh, suspending our disbelief on um, and what pieces are we filling in? Because a lot of times games don't make a ton of sense because they don't really need to be. Um, they, they make assumptions about things because if it, it, it's, it's an artistic choice or it's a, a narrative choice and we as humans who like to find patterns in everything then like to come up with, you know, the why of why these things happen and it ends up being these really fun and interesting communities that develop around video games and have for a very long time. Um, and even though games are less kind of dense and opaque now, these things are still happening and there are still a lot of games that, you know, that is part of the draw. So uh, fan theories, that's a lot, a lot, a huge thing to say. This is focused on uh, fan theories, right? Is, am I saying that right? When we were, we were talking theories. about this, I was like, we're doing the fan <laughs> fiction episode, right? <laughs> They're like, we could. I was like, no, Eric, that's different. I was like, 
panicking a little bit. I was like, oh my god, I don't read any fan fiction. I was like, yeah. uh, we can if you really want to. I'll, I'll desperately try to find something. Yeah. He was like reading pages of fan fiction in five minutes. Oh no. Oh my god. It is funny how people yeah. try to. You were right, Ryan. People, humans really do try to put pieces together, right? Figure That's what we're all about. Yeah. Don't need to. In the same way that we, I don't know, hypothetically, would go out and just capture many types of Pokemon against their will. And I don't know. Just any situation, really, when you think about it. I don't know. Yeah. Segwaying or, or back like to grab a bird, <laughs> grab a bird from a jungle and make it, like, over hundreds and thousands of years, have eggs in your backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> Chickens, so right? Cute. Right? right? Oh. We, we did this. We grabbed birds from the jungle and turned them into food. <laughs> Same thing. I thought you were talking about a video game. I was like, what are you talking about? No, I, I bet that's a video game thing. I bet that happens somewhere. A video game where you're traveling over thousands of years to domesticate animals. I'm so confused. I was like, what oh, game are we talking about? Is this Animal Crossing? Like, what? Are, like, I don't know. Oh my god, that is so funny. Woo, okay, this is good. I like this. is a great way to start this good episode. Good energy. We've got a good, good episode energy. Yeah, this has last dlc energy all already it has yes <laughs> this is well, <laughs> oh, our last one yeah we got such good feedback on our last dlc episode apparently my inability to understand that octopi can't have human babies made everybody laugh so i'm happy that that, that is the thing so it's very good Ryan, I would love to start us on our first <laughs> fan theory that's okay all right yeah, cool i i tried to get ones that i like i thought were pretty generic ones that i didn't even know about and ones that are really popular so yeah. I got three, one from each category there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first one I grabbed was actually from Shadow of the Colossus. I never even thought about this theory. Like I never even thought about this. I had always assumed myself and, and kind of found myself in this own cliche trope of thinking that the Wanderer and, the, and Momo, Mono, I mean, not Momo, Mono are a couple. But the theory is that Wanderer and Mono aren't a couple at all. There's really nothing in the game that ever states they were ever in a relationship, Right. Like, he just comes up, he puts her on that slab, and he, he begs to bring her back, um, but he never clearly states why. I think he says something about loving her, but again, love is so multifaceted, you can't really prove in what kind of relationship that would mean. So, like, it could be anything, any kind of deep bonded relationship, sister, friend, you know, what if she's his mom? I don't know. I, I doubt it. She looked, I mean, she looks young, not to say that moms can't look young, but, you know, just, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. So, I think it's just that whole kind of old-fashioned cliche we all had growing up that you know because this boy brought this girl to a slab and then slayed 16 colossi 16 yeah 16 colossi for to bring her back you just think well they must be in a relationship right else why why else would he do that but i i don't know i think it makes a lot of sense as to why that doesn't happen and i was really doing some research on the idea like does she realize that when she picks he she picks him up at the end spoilers you should go listen to our episode if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet there's a there's gonna be a lot of spoilers I think in this episode. That's a good morning um, for all these games. We'll we'll make sure to say what the game is and what the spoiler is. But just yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. But like, there's nothing that shows her when she picks him up again. Spoilers at the end of the game and he's a baby. Like she doesn't really know who this person is. So I don't know. There's nothing that really shows that you know because if she I, if she did recognize him, I imagine she would make some kind of like, you know, like no. My lover's a baby. That's weird. But, like, <laughs> at least that's what I would say. But, like, I don't know. For her, like, maybe, for all we know, the Wanderer could have been this creepy dude that was just stalking her. And all of a sudden, she falls into a coma. And he's like, well, here we go. 
I'm gonna go in. This is gonna be great. That's my that chance. That's a poor choice of words. But like, you know, he he takes his chance and he he takes her and somehow saves her life in a really messed up way. So yeah, as creepy people would, I feel like a creepy person would do that. Honestly, let's be yeah, honest. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like there really is a fine not not much of a fine line. It's very easy to cross the line between passionate, dedicated lover and creepy stalker. I feel like either really, it's really hard to like. You know, to not cross over at that at some point. It really takes the right circumstances. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can see the water. Water, he has a weird sword that glows in the light. Like, he kind of dresses funny. Like, I don't know. I If you if you told me that the Wanderer was a creepy person, that the creator of the game came to me and was like, yeah, the Wanderer's just like really just like a stalker and he's like doing this. I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I get it. Totally get it. He's a, he's a weirdo. Yeah. So move on, dude. <laughs> no okay <laughs> so good one to start on good energy yeah. <laughs> it's good no, about they're all, it's okay they're all these are fan theories they're all gonna have weird energy we just gotta accept yes it. lean into it it's gonna get mm-hmm. a little weird it's gonna get a little weird it's gonna get a little weird yeah yep. that's just how it goes yeah just i think that i think the lesson we're I mean, going back to lessons are the lesson <laughs> learned from this <laughs> the red flag is like don't allow yourself to have a stalker that could Try to bring you back from the dead, right? Uh, Try to get a stalker that would move on from your death. Uh, counterpoint, you though, Eric, if I died and somebody <laughs> brought me back to life, yeah, I, I may not necessarily want to have a relationship with them, but I would still be appreciative. I think, although, I mean, like, mm-hmm. consent is also important. Like, maybe I don't want to. It's important. Maybe I was, you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe, maybe I don't want to. Who knows? We won't get too far into it. But... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want. No, I. I don't know. It depends on the on the context. She comes yeah. back, pretty looking pretty okay. Like not yeah. like really no consequences. Like she's like and he's she's gone. kind of up. Like what's going on? And he's gone. Right. Yeah, he makes the ultimate. His creepy ways really led him down astray. Let's be real. Yeah. If he had just moved on and tried to get a healthy relationship with a living yeah. person, yeah. Uh, things would have gotten better for him. I imagine. Probably. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Wouldn't have made a game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Stalking simulator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Okay, Ryan. Good start. You are next. Yes, I am next. What is the theory you want to bring next? All right. My fan theory is uh, Animal Crossing. There's not really any spoilers in Animal Crossing um, that we're going to get into, so you don't have to worry about that here. Uh, this theory is that you, as a character, as the player in Animal Crossing, have been kidnapped um, mm. and murdered, and you're in purgatory, or just have been oh, kidnapped. Geez. Wow, I and, got dark uh, real quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> and, the, and the kind of the main kind of connection with this is how you sometimes, you know, join these games. In a couple of the games, I don't remember which ones, you're brought to this island by Captain, who is a, a pretty well-known character, this kind of frog turtle creature, uh, who brings you to this island community. In some cases, it's a rover on a, on a train for the GameCube version, but in, in later mm-hmm. games, it's Cap'n. If you look at Cap'n, and then you look at a picture of a uh, creature from Japanese mythology called a Kappa, they look really similar. They have the same like, bald spot on their head bald and the spot, hair. Yeah. They're like these turtle frog creatures. And what's interesting about Kappa is what they're known for is luring children into rivers and then drowning them. And that's Jeez. kind of... Why? May I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. I'm looking... So you provided me an image of right, said yeah. Cap, Kappa and Cap'n. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so Storygoers, if you want to take a second to look at an illustration of what a kappa looks like, uh, the question I have is, what stupid kid would walk <laughs> over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would walk over to that thing? Like, what are you like? I mean, at that point, 
I don't know. Like, is that survival of the fittest? Right. <laughs> and, how, and, and I don't know the details of how they're lured into a ri- the river. If what what the details are, um, maybe if yeah. story goers know, let us know. But yeah, it's it's not like a friendly. Like Captain <laughs> looks fairly friendly. Kappa, he has a Hawaiian shirt on. Not not friendly at all. Shirt. Very spooky. No, no. Yeah. I just, I just picture it like come over, here. you know, like something like creepy, like it's like I don't want your cake. Like you're in a river. It's probably gross. Like you're gross. Why would I go over there? Like what could he possibly offer me that would make you want to go over there? Okay, all right. So I'm a dumb. It's so, all right. I'm a dumb kid, right? No. Yeah, you're I'm a dumb, dumb kid. kid. Yeah. I'm, it's just hypothetically, I'm a dumb kid. Mentally, I am, but let's just pretend like physically, I am too at the same time. Right. Also, so yeah. mentally and physically, I'm a dumb kid. Um, yeah. What could this Kappa offer me that I wouldn't immediately be repulsed by the idea that he's just lurking in the water? Money? But then it's all wet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It feels gross. I, food? No. Unless it's prepackaged. But I could just go buy that, I'm sure. Well, if you're a kid, you can't, right? You don't need, you don't need, how do you go? Mm. How do you go? Yeah. I could be spoiled rich kid. It's might, true. Probably not, though. What kind yeah. of spoiled rich kid walks around the riverbank? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you look at, like, percentages, most likely you're not going to be a spoiled rich kid because there's far fewer of those in the yeah. world than there are non-spoiled rich kids. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be that. Yeah, maybe they just have, like, a very good singing voice or something and, like, you want to know where the music's coming from. Or maybe, like... It's like a they... mermaid situation. Exactly, <laughs> like disgusting yeah. turtle man. <laughs> yeah, this creepy turtle <laughs> picture. Um, or maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe they just have like some, some maybe... You're probably right. You're probably right because Cap... So, well, you're, you're on the right context because in, in Animal Crossing New Horizons, Captain sings to you. Yeah, and he, he takes you to other islands. You might be on the right. He's, doesn't, he's not a good singer. But it's cute. Man, that's why. And, and, I, and the... there are music lines where he sings that children are gullible. In, and that is another piece of this in Yikes. in 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 some of his songs or some of the things he says and he so that there also maybe there's another connection there so it's, that's it's it's a little bit weird and they're very similar looking if you look at the art of them they, there's a mm-hmm. lot of similarities and again I don't know what a Kappa would have to do to convince a, a child to come into the river um, Storygoers, let us know what your thoughts are yeah like, what exactly. would convince you to go towards a Kappa I, money's the only thing but then again it's all wet like yeah. I don't want to I don't want that yeah. in my pocket. I, I don't know. I guess, like, maybe, like, what... It, it, again, we got to put ourselves back in um, really, really long time ago in ancient Japan, and you're a child, right? Like, what yep. what, what are the things you need? Like, what if they have, like, I don't know, something super cool that's waterproof, like a cell sword Samurai swords? Samurai swords. That, okay, that all right, we figured it out. <laughs> if I had the, a creepy monster offer me a samurai sword, I would be dead in the water right now. As a, as a 30-year-old right now, if I went to Japan and a water cap offered me a samurai sword, I would probably be dead in the water. Okay. What? A samurai sword? You're like, yeah, come over here, I'll give it to you. I'm like, sweet! We'll have to, if you, if you and your partner ever take a trip to Japan, we'll have to give them a heads up on what to <laughs> what to look out for so that you don't end up in a river somewhere. Um. <laughs> That'd be the way to go. That'd be the way to go. You see, I'm really tall, though, so it'd probably be really hard to drown me. He'd probably be like, trying to push on my shoulders. I think he's just playing with me, like, yeah, let's, we're playing in the river. Yeah, this, this is great. Is, look like, at my cool sword. Swinging it around. <laughs> Uh, we should do. We should go to Japan. That'd be really fun. Yeah, I would love it. I mean, I'm not a city person by any means, so I think Tokyo or Shibuya or anything like that would totally over 
stimulate me in a negative way but anything else i would be totally yeah. down to do that yeah i'm yeah, crying right really now fun. that's so bad i just picture my, <laughs> my stupid head sticking out of the water just looking at samurai so the cat was trying to drown me oh my god if, it, if we ever get fan art i really hope this is what we get i would please if anyone out there is, like, is an artist like they would love to i would send you a picture of myself if i really have to i will do it i don't care Oh man! Oh my God, that's that so funny. Good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> is there? I think there's more to your your theory, right? Is that a little bit? Correct? I mean, that's kind of the main the main chunk. There's also that like you're the only. This kind of it goes to like the being dead part, or like the you're in the afterlife part. You're like the only human here, and everyone in this town is just trying to give you things to do, or keep you preoccupied, or make you work mm. for things. You're doing yeah. who's kind of making any money. The whole economy is kind of built around you as an individual. You can't really leave town um, in any meaningful way. The train doesn't really go anywhere other than to other magical islands. You don't ever eat, need to eat or drink or sleep, really, in any meaningful way. Neither do any other creatures here. You can, but you don't have to. And then just, like, again, um, I also saw some theories about that, like, going even darker those letters from your parents are like they're like grieving words that are getting sent to you you know through the the through the the afterlife and all kinds of other very dark creepy stuff like that because i guess some of the letters talk about some you know i miss you i can't wait for you to like some really really spooky things so that you're in like a coma or something is it normal for your mom to like send you like plushy dolls and and like teacups when you die in Japan, because then that would support the I didn't look into that. That'd be something we'll have to look at. That'd be something. Uh, but know. yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest the biggest and weirdest thing is the Kappa Kappa thing, and then just the fact that you're like you're the only human surrounded by all these like strange talking animals um, in strange. this world that in this world that feels like it's built purposely for you. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're in a lot of debt to uh, Tanuki, who is another. Um, which is a whole nother weird Japanese folklore thing, um, but they can like tr- transform things, and then they have really large balls and can can wrap themselves in them and can like use umbrella. Wait. It's <laughs> yes. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You went too far. Wait, you gotta, you gotta whole, stop for a second. It's a whole thing. Yeah, are you implying what I think you're implying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. It's in the mythology wow. that they have these massive testicles that they can kind of okay. use to you know craft things with it's very strange um is didn't that... make it into the game oh. in the statue <laughs> if you look at the statue in the game they are there i have a new theory is mario's tanuki too way more than i think it is like is there Possibly. a reason why he can fly oh my god <laughs> jeez louise dude oh my god okay all right new yeah that's my alert. theory that's my that's my theory and eric wow. just threw another one out there in the world and i can't wait for all the evidence to pile up on it tell me mimoto is <laughs> smartest tanuki suit made out of testicle <laughs> god yeah Okay, well, that was a theory for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. My turn. Um, my next one. I, so I never, I never thought about this, but it makes total sense. I'm sure this is one that many people already know. So I, when I kind of heard this, though, I was very surprised, and there's a lot of evidence that supports it, which I never thought about. Uh, but it is Pokemon in, in the idea that there was a great war set before the events of Pokemon Blue, Red, and Yellow, and arguably after Ar- Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, so the idea is that, uh, the main character is often going around everywhere. He's like 10 years old, roughly, and without any supervision, without any parental supervision, just goes off in the world and just survives with these Pokemon that he's catching. And in the middle, in the beginning of the game, the main character is recognized as the quote, man of the house by his mother. 
and his rival that everyone considers to be Gary Oak or whatever or Blue or whatever uh, is an orphan, right? So like is is which I didn't realize. I didn't know that was even a thing until I read it. Um, the biggest thing too is that there is a there's text from one of the gym leaders, the the electric type gym leader, Lieutenant Surge, who says, "quote Hey kid, what do you think you're doing here? You won't live long in combat, that's for sure. I'll tell you, kid." Electric type Pokemon or electric Pokemon saved me during the war. So he's already referencing the war that he is somehow a part of, and he's like late 30s, early 40s, maybe somewhere there. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of also explains to you that there's so many little kids that you just encounter in the world, and without any adults really bother. Like the, there are adults that bother you in the, in the world. There's like the the you know fishermen, I think, and like the karate types, and of course as you get to the 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 end of the game is Lance, but Lance also looks pretty young himself too. So I think it also just kind of explains that like, you know, as it implies that so many of these adults died in this war. But again, if you imagine they're using Pokemon to kill each other. So like, why are the adults dying and not more so these Pokemon, which probably happened a lot. So I don't know. Just, the, the theory is that the idea that all these grown men have died in the world in, in the world because of this great war. Um, it doesn't really explain, like I said, all the adults that you kind of run into that, you know, fish and do karate and whatever and all these other... But again, my thought is... I'm, I, I don't see this anywhere. So this is my me adding to the theory. You've heard, This is a Tales in the Cartridge first. <laughs> so get ready. That, you know, it might explain why there are so many adults in the world. Not so many, but there are some adults in the world battling with Pokemon since they have so much experience doing it from the war they may have participated in. That maybe they thought, well, you know what? I've already participated in this war. I kind of want to regain some of my time back. I'll do this Pokemon thing. That seems like more like a hobby than it is a career, right? Unless you get really good at it. It's like, it's like Twitch streaming when you think about it. Pokemon is like Twitch streaming. Everyone can be one, but if you're not really getting to the elite four, then what are you doing with your time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even podcasting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the the one. I feel like everyone knows. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people know this theory or have heard this theory before. Um, but I just found it very interesting. Um, but again, of course, as you go through the games more, you see more adults and you see you know them interacting and stuff. So, um, but I, I don't know if it's just implying just the Kanto region from the first game or or what. But yeah, very interesting. It would be really cool if they could explain more of this. But it would get into some really dark territory that I'm not sure Nintendo would want to go down. So probably won't ever hear more. Not surprised though, with the with the rate of Pokemon that I'm catching in Pokemon Legends Arceus, you can use those for military might. Let me tell Building you. an army, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. He's going around capturing all the Pokemon, twenty five of them. Yeah, no, it's gonna be crazy, crazy war. Yeah, maybe that'll be a, a, a DLC. That'll be the next DLC where you're like, you know, getting them armor and, and training them for the war, and it'll become like a Fire Emblem game where you have like Pokemon yeah, on a grid. Yeah, that'd be really. Yeah, cool. that'd be pretty cool. Messed yeah. up, but cool. But cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm down yeah. for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Ryan, it is your turn now for All right, the next this. Theory. Yeah, so this is this is a, a, a bit of a wild one, and there's a there's like a bunch of different um, versions of this out in the internet um, of of different ways that these things are connected, and there's some people assuming some things, and other things. This next theory is that all Valve games take place in the same universe: Left 4 Dead, Dota, Portal, Half Life. Um, there were some very old games: Day of Defeat, which are some of the very first games; TF2. Uh-huh. Um, all of these games take place in one giant timeline. Um, and a lot of like the supporting information for this is like oftentimes you'll find the same maps. Like 
one of the examples is in Left 4 Dead and Counter-Strike, you go to the same places, but they look different. One looks like full of zombies and, and, and like, everything's falling apart. And in um, uh, Counter-Strike, it's, like, a map where you're obviously, like, uh, there's terrorists and you're the counter-terrorist and you're fighting for this, yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So there's, like, some wow. similarities there. The Black Mesa and Aperture, those have been kind of in canon, um, kind of established as, as company rivals. Aperture, oh, also... There may be some spoilers here for Half-Life 2 and for Portal 2 and for the whole series as a whole, so just the heads up there. Uh, I'll get into it in a little bit, but just if you're listening and you don't want any of those things spoiled for these very old games, um, they, just keep that in mind. Maybe skip ahead five, ten minutes. Mm. Um, Portal 2 and Half-Life in the same universe, The in the, at the end, you know, at the end of Half-Life 2, you're going to find the Borealis, which is a ship that was made by Aperture Science, and you find the docking bay in Portal 2 where the Borealis used to be. So, like, they're, like, oh. confirmed to have happened in the same universe. And, like, in order to save the world in Half-Life, you need to go find an Aperture ship. Because wow. in Half-Life 2, you're trying to effectively create portals um, to go f- bring, to fight the bad guys. And guess who figured out portals? It was Aperture. So, like, there's some there's some connection there. And that's kind of been confirmed. And in Portal 2, there's some, like... Cave Johnson is talking about those jerks over at Black Mesa trying to get the upper hand, and there's a, we'll, we'll, you will hear more about that soon. But um, yeah. just know that those are kind of confirmed to be connected. And then the the Half Life, the Counter Strike, and Left for Dead, those are kind of they take place in similar areas. So the assumption is that they are also in some way connected. You have Day of the Dead and Team Fortress. These games take place in kind of like the the theming is the 40s and the 50s, like World War II era. Um, mm. You get to TF2, and that's also around the time when Aperture and Black Mesa were founded. Um, so founded in this kind of war, post-war world, which a lot of companies were founded around that time, mm-hmm. um, especially looking to create technology and to, to advance the human experience and those types of things. TF2 takes place in kind of the 60s and the 70s, and a lot of the references, like in TF2, you'll, you'll, you'll run into, and the main um, way you get in your materials in TF2 is a large corporation called like, oh, what is their name? Um, I just had it. I was going to try to remember it. It's like Cargo Incorporated or something silly like that. Oh. Um, where is it? Hold on, listener. We'll let the, we'll edit uh, this out. Probably. We'll edit this out. You won't. <clears throat> you won't have to have to wait. Um. Uh, I can't find it. I'm not gonna spend a ton of time, but effectively, the, there's that is another large corporation, TF2, that is like providing your equipment and your supplies. Um, Half Life takes place in the Western U.S. Left 4 Dead takes place in the Eastern U.S. So there is, you know, a chance that these oh. things are, are they, the situations that affect each other. And then one of the theories is, is in Half Life, in the Half Life, you have the Resonance Cascade, which is the thing that you know the portal happens and all the aliens come to the Earth. Um, and those types of things happen, and then there is rumors that when that happens, uh, alien flu is brought to Earth, and that's what starts the alien outbreak that leads to Left 4 Dead. Um, And then you also have in 1998, um, again, spoiler for Portal 2, 1998 is when Caroline is turned into Gladys. That is also Mm -hmm. the time of the Bring Your Daughter to Work Day, which there's also a lot of theories around that whole situation and, you know, who Shell is and how she falls and all this. Um, but right at the end, right when GLaDOS is killing everyone in Aperture, that's when the Resonance Cascade is happening. Those are happening around the same time period. So GLaDOS takes over Aperture, and then Black Mesa effectively causes an apocalypse on the Earth. And that apocalypse is, in theory, where the zombie plague comes from. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we're fighting zombies, and um, GLaDOS portal is happening underground. You know, doesn't really have any impact on the uh, upper world. Um, GLaDOS is just testing. And then you have, um, again, spoiler for Half-Life 2, the Combine, who, in the lore of Half-Life, all of those aliens that come with the Resonance Cascade are running from the Combine, who are the big evil alien empire taking over the world. They're coming to Earth to escape. Um, the Combine come to Earth because of the events of Half-Life. And they, there's something called the Seven Hour War, which is effectively the Combine battling the forces of Earth. And it, that over the course of seven hours, the Combine take over and defeat all the militaries of Earth. And the assumption would be in that time, they also stamp out the zombie plague. Um, and there is also some like zombie connection there with the head crabs or another kind of oh, mindless yeah. zombie piece um, that certainly could be connected to that alien zombie flu. 2030, um, Gordon Freeman has woken up. It's it's confirmed that twenty Half-Life 2 takes place 20 years after Half-Life 1. And then that's where you have Half-Life 2 and all of that taking place. And then Portal 2 is placed somewhere, you know, I think they, they say in-game it's hard to have a reliable narrator because it's GLaDOS and Wheatley and it's hard to know what time is. But Portal 2 seemingly takes place way past all of this um, because obviously the end of Portal 2 where you end up. Um, so... That's kind of the the kind of rough timeline. There are some other connecting threads there um, that I that I didn't mention, but that the kind of the thought is all of these games take place in the same world. There is a lot of references, like in Left for Dead, um, they talk about like playing Team Fortress Two. So there's like some fuzzy <laughs> areas there, and obviously like in Team Fortress Two, there's all kinds of hats. There's Gordon Freeman references. Mm-hmm. It, it it kind of where does this is all these all these games are made by the same company start and the all these games are in the same universe and that kind of gets really blurry um but there is some kind of uh especially for that um left for dead and counter-strike there's certainly a connection there there's also a theory that in counter-strike you are counter-terrorists fighting terrorists those terrorists are starting some kind of bioplague that leads to Left 4 Dead. That's that's a oh. theory there, um, because really the the story of Counter Strike and, and is just you're you're trying to stop terrorists, um, yeah. and from from letting off bombs and destroying things. So, yeah, that's that's a big wonky weird one um, that all these games are connected in some way, and there certainly are some threads there, but it's it's a it's a it's a lot a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I feel like I feel like the odds of them playing this all out obviously are slim. Like Zero. This is the intention, but yeah. like I almost feel like I almost feel like Valve is the only ones that can really do this and have it make sense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just I want to believe so bad that this yeah. is kind of all. Even if it's not the plan. Like they like, have taken the like have taken thoughts as to like, all right, we're making a new IP. How should this place in our timeline? You know, like yeah. Yeah. I would love to think that that's what's happening here. Um, and my hope is like I mean just hearing this timeline too it, it gives me hope that like we will see more past the idea of Portal 2 yeah. in 2050 like I think that's so cool mm-hmm. um, and maybe with the I don't know I I don't want to say too much about Half-Life Alex because I don't really know a whole lot I know vaguely yeah. what happens but I like to think that that's going to play a part in what you know the future yeah. as well which would be cool yeah. so and then ah, there was so also cool. um, the new Portal game that just came out the uh, Death oh, Desk. I yeah. heard, I read about this on a Reddit. Uh, someone asked Eric Wapple, Wop, mm-hmm. yeah, we've said he's been a part of the games before. Like he's yeah. been a part of Steam forever or Valve forever. Um, someone asked him if desk desk job was canon, and he said no. 
that's not canon right now, but sometimes the, something that's not canon will later become canon, yeah. you know, based on the circumstances. Yeah. So I, I really, I pretty could also, like, for those of us who don't have Steam Decks, which I don't think either you and no. I have one, <laughs> uh, yeah. but I've heard you can download it on PC and just yeah. play it and mm-hmm. enjoy it. So yeah. it's worth, yeah. it may be worth trying, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the only thing to really look forward to, Ryan, Mm-hmm. As I start my joke, here it goes. Yeah. Uh, is that we could put <laughs> Portal Three past twenty fifty when we are the voices yeah. in Portal. So I, it's the only reason why I pre-ordered a Steam Deck. My hope is that Gabe Newell, who's been going around and, and hand delivering them, will fly mm-hmm. to where I live to hand deliver, and I will capture him until he. You'll hand him the script that we've been working on. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll drop it as he walks away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, he'll come back for it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he yeah. when he arrives for the payment, he'll instead hand him the script and say. This is worth more than any Steam Gold. Deck. And he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, him. <laughs> it's the equivalent of if I was a Kappa in a river trying to convince exactly. a young Gabe Newell to come over yeah. and have some cake that's been right. sitting in this water. Really, it's not. It, no one would want that. But for me, yeah. as, a, as a dumb Kappa, I think that yes, this is what, this is what Gabe wants. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just my wet script. Like five pages <laughs> so of what I think this could be. <laughs> Come closer, Gabe. <laughs> Read my script. <laughs> and I drown him in a river, and I think, well, that was counterproductive. Now that I can never do Portal Three now. Right. Um, Gabe, I won't drown you. I promise. Like I. Please bring so him to Yeah. Please let us be in Portal Three. I won't. I mean, unless you want to. Unless that's a storyline I, I never thought about. I mean, like I would. I would do it. I, I don't know. I like, just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what I picture. So, um, Portal Three coming soon. One day mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. The last theory yeah, we have for today. Yours are yours are chunky. Yours are chunky. Mine chunky were mine, were, mine mine were chunky. Yeah, I had a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. I'm I'm ending us on a, a, a pretty similarly chunky theory. Yeah. yeah and this is one that on. I've always thought, and I think many people think this as well. But the reason why I included it is because there's so many more references than I ever realized, and that's that Uncharted and The Last of Us take place in the same universe. And I had always assumed this because of one of the reasons being that in the very first chapter of Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, you can see that there's a newspaper on a table in the bar that reads, scientists are still struggling to understand deadly fungus um, as a reference to the, the fungus that infects people in The Last of Us. So that's always like my thought, like, wow, that's so cool. And actually, I believe I read too that that news that that paper references the last of us which was not yet announced yet yeah that so was like, the, yeah yeah it's yeah. <clears throat> very cool that they're still working on it behind the scenes i think uncharted 3 and the last of us were worked on at the same time i believe oh interesting yeah i'm pretty sure um but there are other references as well that i'll happily read to everybody so there's a bottle of pills that belongs to an old woman in uncharted 4 uh in chapter 16 um and you can see from the image the name on the store medication is called Weston's Pharmacy. Weston's Pharmacy is also found in The Last of Us DLC, Left Behind, where Ellie and her friend Riley take some time to explore a mall, uh, being together, and they find Weston's Pharmacy. Um, and also in The Last of Us 2, uh, Ellie finds her way to a hospital where Weston's Pharmacy is an optional location to be found. Um, you can go in there and steal stuff from the safe. So, like, Weston's Pharmacy is this big thing that's in both games. Um, Starlight Savage is also the uh, fictional comic series you're constantly trying to find for Ellie for in the first game um, that she loves a lot. And Uncharted 4, you can find a poster. Oh, yeah. Big spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Big spoiler. Okay. Big spoiler. It's a big spoiler. <laughs> big, huge spoiler coming. So please, if you haven't played all the Uncharted, you don't want to be spoiled, please heed, my, heed our, 
our spoiler alert right now. In Uncharted 4, you can find a poster that reads Starlight Savage 2 coming soon, hanging on the wall in Nate's daughter's room. So, yeah, so cool. So it's a series that came out hypothetically after Nate has a daughter, which is at, towards the end of Uncharted 4. Um, right, is at the end of Uncharted 4. Excuse me. And so that's kind of, that's really cool. Um, and the last one, I'm sure there's, there's actually way more than this, just this, but I put the ones I found really interesting in. But another crucial hint is that during the first playthrough of Uncharted 4, you can uh, find a pendant on the ground that is the logo of the Fireflies embedded into it. Um, yes. So as a reference to the Fireflies in The Last of Us. So there's so many things. But then again, there's a lot of like, contradictory things, like kind of how you were talking about with your um, Valve universe, Ryan, where like Ellie has found this i think in the last of us dlc uh, you go into a costume store and you see a nathan drake costume like in a package on the wall um you can also find i think in last of us 2 you can find a playstation with a cop uh, with a copy of uncharted 2 sitting next to it or one of the last of us games um so there are little things like that in the games and oh in um uncharted 4 i believe in nate's daughter's room i think there is a picture of i think unused concept art of ellie pregnant and like oh, the logo at the Last of Us has things covered it, so like you could, we can tell it's that logo, um, which had like a lot of people speculating that Ellie be pregnant in the Last of Us too, which did not end up happening. Um, so it was really cool. So yeah, there's all these little things that hint that like, you know, they're in the same universe, or like one is a medium in the other universe, but in some way they're connected, which I think is so cool. Um, the idea though of like Nathan Drake's story transitioning into the world of Last of Us. Is such a wild idea, yeah. And like, I, I just cannot picture the, uh, Nathan Drake or, or Sully or any of these people ever transitioning to the world of The Last of Us. Like, it just feels really very different. sad in a way. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it just feels really sad and feels like, I don't know. It makes me not want this at all. I don't like this idea. It mm -hmm. makes me feel very sad. So, yeah, I don't know. Do, you, can you see? That? Do you want to believe that this is the same? Universe? I mean, I, no, no, because um, I, I like the world of Uncharted is really lighthearted. Although you murder just hun like hundreds, hundreds of people, hundreds you of people. families out. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, it is a really that cognitive dissonance there. Um, it's that really, it's really kind of a a, a kind of um, kind of happy go lucky, spunky, just kind of fast and loose. We, these like a bunch of these these fun characters are just going through these experiences and they're brought closer together because of it and in the end they get that and again spoilers they spoilers for uncharted series they get this happy ending that is really satisfying and wonderful and then the last of us is such like a dark uh, an incredible game in its own right but just like the tone is different it's dark the themes are about like loss and the kind of meaninglessness of life and the meaninglessness of saving others and revenge and like they just have very different tones and themes that they don't mesh in a way that is satisfying or like i don't want nathan drake's daughter to have to live in the last of us world that just sounds so sad that like he he you know lived this life and 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 him and um his partner ended up in a really happy place but in the end like everything goes bad and everyone's mean and sad um just isn't 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 satisfying um, but I, I guess it, it does make it really interesting, like to know that like maybe somewhere in the world of last of us, like Nathan Drake's descendants are hanging out. Um, but again, I don't think that would be satisfying unless like there was a way to combine those themes and like some side quest, you're like dungeon delving and that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it would be particularly satisfying. 
No, I don't either. Do you think a better theory, Ryan, is that Nathan Drake from Uncharted is loosely based on the idea of Nathan Drake from the new movie, Uncharted, starring Tom Holland? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And how my theory is that they're really not the same Drake at all. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> and, that, and from from the from what I've heard about the movie, that like if you go into it thinking that, it makes it less terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I've heard that. It did a lot. It did really well, supposedly, yeah, which yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. But Right, yeah. Okay. I'd be curious to check it out and see. I've also heard, this is unrelated, that there are um, like some post-credit scenes. And in one of the post-credit scenes, it like, throughout the movie, at no point does Sully feel like Sully. And I, apparently Tom does a decent job of being Drake. But I guess in the post-credit scene... Like, they nail that dynamic in a way that they do not even come close to touching in the movie, um, which feels very weird and strange. But again, I haven't seen it. This is purely speculation from hearing people talk about it. Um, but Eric, how would you feel if that Last of Us world led to, or that Uncharted <laughs> world led to the Last of Us? Does that feel better? <laughs> that does feel better, Ryan. I like that idea. I would love the idea of, of a... Of a uh, mustached Mark Wahlberg trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, that makes you feel happy for a weird reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so those are the major theories we brought to the table today for our DLC episode. Hopefully they were good. Hopefully you learned one that you had never heard of before. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts, feelings, or perspectives? Are there a theory that you just like totally believe in 100% that you would like to share in the show? Is there one that you absolutely feel like is not one that you want to share in the show? Or you want to talk about how Uncharted the movie probably wasn't that be- that great? And I'm just judging it because I haven't seen it and I don't really want to. You can send your thoughts, <laughs> feelings, and perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. Let us know what you think and we'll happily read those on the show. I'd love to learn. I think theories are one of the best parts of video games that you're saying, right? It's just so much fun. You can get so far into the the rabbit hole of what those are and there's so many of them that I'm very excited to to hear more. So please, if you have any of them, let us know. Comment on our posts. Let us know what you think. We would be happy to read those and just to mull them over. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Mull them over? Mull mold, mold, them over? Mull mold them over? Mull them over. Mull like grocer? Mold wine. Grocer them over? Mold Grocer them over? Grocer mull. Hopefully you enjoyed this 52-ish minute episode and uh, we'll probably edit it shorter than that. 49 minutes, I was going to say. 10-minute minute episode. 10-minute episode. <laughs> we thought we learned about the word grocer. But we will <laughs> hope that you enjoyed it, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.